Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. The looks they had were incredible. And, yeah, they, the guys just mentioned that with uh, on the sheets that he had 10 shots. and um, Yeah, he's obviously feeling it. And um, the line was real good. They, uh, they didn't cheat the game. Um, you know, they didn't. They weren't, they weren't staying on the offensive zone. They weren't staying on too long. They weren't cheating in the offensive zone. They didn't blow zones. They played the right way, and and uh, they had a tremendous amount of looks, obviously. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. That was uh, Wild Coach Dean Everson talking about the Wilds' 5-2 win over the Devils tonight, and he was talking about the first line. It's Zolgad and Declan Goff. And... Um, Dex, let's just start there. Like, I mean, the, the wild is just damn good. Like, there's no the, this. Is, this doesn't feel like a fluke. This is why we are tough on teams because every team in this town has the ability to be damn good if they want and if they're built right. The wild is now. Um, this does not feel like oh man, you know, lightning in a bottle and it's all going to end soon. This really feels for the first time in a long, long time, like a sustainable thing here. And let's just start, though, with uh, what Dean was talking about there. The first line. So to the Wilds' credit, their depth scoring is really good. They've gotten, you know, they've gotten points and they've gotten goals from a lot of places, fourth line, third line, everyone for the most part, I think now, uh, partially because they're all empowered, have contributed. But tonight, that first line, I've just got the stats here and mm. and, and we can go from there. Uh, Ryan Hartman, another goal, two assists, three points, plus four, ten shots on goal. Now, now we were both there. I didn't realize that ten. he had ten shots on goal. That's incredible. Ten shots on goals off the charts. Matt Zagrillo, plus four, two shots on goal, one assist. Okay, you know, not great statistically, but, it, but still, plus four, good game. And then Kirill Kaprizov. Two goals, one assist, three points, also plus four, four shots. So combined, that line had three goals, four assists, seven points. Um, all of them were a plus four, and they had six. They accounted for sixteen of the wild shots on, on goal. And I mean, what we saw tonight again is it almost comes at you now in waves. Like some nights it's going to be the third line is going to help a lot, and some nights the fourth line is going to play well, and some nights that second line. Um, tonight, that first line was spectacular. And um, I just want to give a shout out of appreciation here to what, because I, I complain about this when it doesn't take place. 
I want to give a shout out of appreciation to what we're watching in Kaprizov, which is a truly special star athlete. And, you know, you go back to how we've gotten excited about certain guys, right? Yeah. And last year, we, we've we talked about this really from last year on. But Dex, you know, Marin Gabbard was a really nice player. Could score goals really and, and could be dynamic. Mm-hmm. Fun guy. Not even close to this. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov's first goal tonight. If you have not seen it, find a highlight package and watch it. I will. I cannot even come close to doing it justice by trying to describe it. Um, and this is why, rightfully so, we we were basically asking more in the first month or so of the season from Kirill because it's there. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, the superlatives can continue to flow about Kaprizov and this team, and I feel like they should. But I think the most important thing to say is this. It feels sustainable. It doesn't feel like a fluke. It doesn't feel like uh, when's the balloon going to get popped, which is which is the default of us, right, the Minnesota sports fan. When's the balloon going to be popped? When's right. the other shoe going to drop? Um, we watched a game again tonight where it just feels, and th- this was what, I, I believe the team's fifth consecutive win, um, it feels sustainable. It feels special. And the contributions come from so many different places that, that like th- this is, this is why we try and demand more because yeah. this is what you get that this, they put together a team that's now giving you more. Yeah. Kirill was phenomenal tonight. Uh, that first goal to what you said, uh, if <laughs> it's amazing watching him in person, um, you know, obviously last year fans weren't really allowed into the stadium until towards the end of the season, and it was in small pockets. And you know, fans are still trying to trickle their way back in as as this world and economy kind of gets back from the pandemic. But Kirill in person is so worth the price of admission, man. Um, and he's such a special player. The first goal he scored, I mean, he's on one leg scoring that goal. Like I, I if go back and rewatch it about seven, eight times. Just, just, just don't go and rewatch it once or twice. And, oh, wow, it's a nice goal. Watch every angle, every replay from that goal and see him on one bleeping leg out-muscle the defender and still figure out a way, short side, by the way, to get that goal in against Blackwood, who is a dang good goaltender. The Devils aren't pushovers and as bad as they used to be. They're a middling average team. They're improving. They're on the up and up. They certainly aren't a threat, but they're better than they used to be. But Kirill scores that goal with absolute ease. Gabrick was a coast-to-coast finisher type of guy who honestly could get pushed off a puck pretty easily if you, if you tried hard enough. Kirill, I, I think the thing that um, has surprised me the most about his game, uh, when we noticed this last year, and it's, it's now even more evident this year, is how strong he is, how truly strong he is when he's on the puck and off the puck. You know, a lot of these Russian Russian players, not to basically stereotype them, but they've always known as shooters, right? I, I, it, a lot of KHL guys that have come and go from this league where I've entered the NHL uh, have always been known for their shots, but they've, they've been lackadaisical in their back checking or they're not great skaters. Not the case with Kirill. Uh, Kirill is a phenomenal skater and it has the ability to score highlight reel goals that it's not just not many wild players have ever been able to score. Not many players in the NHL can score goals like that overall. That's what's most impressive. And to your point about the de- the line of Hartman and Matt Zuccarello, who came back from injury after missing a couple games with that finger, um, th- they were absolute beasts tonight. Yeah, Hartman, 10 shots on goal. Uh, in general, that line basically had a Corsi 4 of 
over 70%, which is absolutely unheard of. So meaning when they were, those three were on the ice, they were out possessing the other team in terms of shot attempts 70% of the time. And Ryan Hartman, I know we, we can always talk about Kirill, but Hartman in 23 games this year, this from Michael Russo, 13 goals, 21 points, a plus 22. Tonight that line was a plus four individually. Uh, all for $1.7 million might be the best bargain in the NHL right now. Um, he he's, he's looked phenomenal. Last year I kind of thought, oh, it's cute. He's benefiting from playing with Kirill. And to a degree that is still happening, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ryan Hartman now all of a sudden isn't just, uh, oh, uh, happy to be here, aw shucks, pluck and play guy because you have a superstar with you. Because Hartman, I believe even if memory serves me right, when his first big big year, his first full year with Chicago, played with Kane and benefited with 16, 17 goals. But he benefited that because he played with one of the best playmakers in the NHL. It's similar now to Kirill, but Hartman is actually having the ability to score goals legitimately. And Matt's, I can always talk about, I wish Matt's would shoot the dang puck more, but... He has incredible vision and incredible playmaking ability in general, and that's just who he is. Matt's not going to change. Matt's not going to now all of a sudden start shooting more, even though how much I demand it. Um, He has the ability with that insanely long twig of his, uh, no pun intended, to set up big-time goals for this team. And Ryan Hartman and Kirill are benefiting of that, and it all does, though, stem back to what Kirill Kaprizov brings to this team because now he makes Ryan Hartman look like a dang superstar. Yeah, and so the the first goal that... Kaprizov scored, which again, if you have not seen it, go find it because it's incredible. The defender that he basically undressed is Ryan Graves, who's a really good player. So, so like this was not some uh, third pairing defenseman who who had just come up from the American League. This was was a guy who was a core defenseman for a Jersey team that's certainly not great, but is is young and improving. Um, and so that to me made that play even more impressive because quite frankly, it's the type of play that we don't see here. I mean, or, or until Kirill got here, we have not seen. And I just think it's so interesting right now, how, how this team is coming at you in different waves. And, and I think where it starts here, and th- this is a credit to Garen and Dean, but I think Declan, where in my opinion, it starts is this, the starting point, And this is what we complained about for so long. And this team lacked. The starting point of its success is work ethic. It's not being glitzy. It's not It's not these gorgeous goals that Kaprizov can score. Those are important, don't get me wrong. Uh, but, but I also saw a couple of times tonight, Dex, where Kaprizov came back and back-checked his ass off. Like, he came back and made a play. Um, and so I really believe the fundamental, the most important thing here is not like the Wilds, a high-flying goal-scoring team, they are, which is awesome to watch. But that starts because of what? Because of the buy-in. Like, like that's such a sports cliche. But think about it: when you watch this team right now, the buy-in is huge. Everyone is doing what they're supposed to do, and at times, guys do more. But they're not doing more because they're pressing for it to be about them. They're doing more be- because they're taking advantage of the opportunity. Right. So. It's just, it's so interesting to watch this team gel and come together. And they definitely took some steps last year. Like, there's no question. they mm-hmm. This team, with, with Parisi and Suits there, took some steps. Uh, but this is now, feels like the culmination of, okay, this is what it looks like. And, 
And you think about all the teams that we've watched, right, who have done this. And, and as as a follower of the Wild, I've always been envious of that. I've always been envious of, man, why can't the Wild do do this? Because it starts with your work. It starts with your buy-in. It doesn't start with, I'm going to be Wayne Gretzky. No, it starts with, I'm going to be Mark Bleep and Messier and work my ass off. So, so like, you watch tonight's game, and that first line is marvelous. It's absolutely great. The last game, it was different, guys. And and Kaprizov has been great of, of late. So I'm not trying to sell him short, but I but I also don't feel like it's well if Kaprizov, you know, if he fails to score two goals or get gets three points, this game is done. I feel like it's a very important, an, another really important step of where this team is at right now. And that really does start with Garen and Dean as far as I think what they've allowed their players to do. And, and again, I'll use the word empowering their players. Yep. All of their players. Not three of them, not two of them, not five of them, the entire team. And Dex, Jared Spurgeon, who's a damn good player, and and the last time I checked, the captain of this team. This team's been great without him. Mm-hmm. Think about that. John Merrill and Dmitry Kulikov are stepping in and looking Dmitry damn Kulikov good. Dmitry Kulikov joined the I – mean, he <laughs> yeah. was right by the goal. He knocked we the were, door. We were wondering opening night if he was even going to be in the roster, if he was a penalty, or if he was a press box guy. Yeah, well, John Merrill and John and Merrill – Same, yeah. Since, 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 what, the last four games or so? Mm-hmm. With Spurgeon out, John Merrill has been on what is technically the yeah. top defensive pairing, and no one's complaining, and John Merrill's been really good. So I, I marvel – I don't marvel at the individual plays. I mean, mm-hmm. those are great. But I marvel at, I feel like if you're a Wild fan or follower, we're finally seeing what we've always been, you know, like on this show. We've been griping for this for a reason. And like Bill Guerin came in as like, this is how it's going to work. Yeah. And just think about how different this feels. Yeah, it feels completely different. When Bill Guerin bought out those contracts, he didn't just do it because he wanted them just straight up gone. It was much more than that. Yeah. Uh, and he understood the risks and the, honestly, uh, handicapping it does when you buy out those contracts and you're going to have a ton of dead money against your cap for basically the next three off seasons. Um, and those contracts will always basically live on your books for the next eight years. So he knew what he was doing there. And that goes, you know, Sometimes analytics, which I'm a fan of, um, sometimes analytics can also be blinded. And the best way to use analytics is to use eye test and use your gut and to supplement that with your analytics. Make that perfect stew of analytics, gut, and eye test. And Bill Guerin, number one, just in terms of gut and eye test, is always going to, I think, check those boxes, right? I mean, the, the, the guy was a prolific player, um, understood his role as his career changed, helped the Penguins win a Stanley Cup when he wasn't the player he was, had that acceptance of, hey, I'm no longer the player I used to be. How can I help this team win a Stanley Cup? How can I make Sidney Crosby better? How can I help still benefit this team if I can't score big-time goals like I used to earlier in my career? He then becomes an executive with Pittsburgh, goes behind the scenes and still installs that and with him. But Bill, I think, also has, and this was with this is a testament to Dean, probably also a testament to a bunch of people behind the scenes that I can't even name. But he empowers that organization to say, I'm going to trust these guys 
that this is the decision making. This is not a stranglehold. Bill Guerin, I am in charge. I'm Paul Fenton. I'm going to make this trade. I'm not going to listen to anyone. I'm not going to have anyone else's input. There's probably so much more dialogue that happens with Bill Guerin and the or this organization behind the scenes that we will literally never know. Um, and it felt like with Fenton, and it felt like even with Fletcher to a degree that. Nope, I'm going to make this. From Fletcher's side, I'm going to make this trade for Sean Bergenheim because we need to make this damn trade. Well, like, what does Sean Bergenheim really do for us, Chuck? You know, I'm going to make this trade for Martin Hansel. We need another center. We need one bad, and I'm going to give up two first-round picks. Well, that seems like a lot for a guy who really isn't that good of a center. It seems like, Garen, everything he does is calculated. It seems like everything, all the moves he is making make a lot of sense. He's not just throwing bleep against the wall and seeing what fits. Um, clearly guys like John Merrill and Dmitry Kulikov, you know, kind of fell to them, uh, because they had limited salary cap, you know, limit, uh, implications, but they still were going to be beneficial pieces to this team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with how well this team is playing right now, you know, maybe you don't need to go out and get a center at the deadline. Maybe you don't need to get a backup goalie. Obviously winning cures everything when you're riding the waves of, of a five game winning streak and just dominating like the wild have done for the last two months and first 23 games this season, there's no need, you know, to, to, to fix anything that isn't broken. Um, but I think it's a testament to what Garen and what Evison have basically built here um, because they knew what it takes. They basically knew what it was going to take to win. And it's been very, very impressive. They, the wild literally look like honestly, the one of the best teams in the NHL this season. Oh, most definitely. Uh, in, in fact, I think after they won tonight, they now lead the Western Conference in points. I think they have 33. Edmonton has 32. Uh, the difference, so so forget Paul Fenton for a second because that, that was so brief. And he did do some really good things. Uh, the difference, in my opinion, between Chuck Fletcher and Bill Guerin is very simple. Chuck Fletcher made moves to try and make Craig Leopold happy. Bill Guerin tells Craig what moves are going to make him happy. Like Bill Guerin, look, the Suter and Parisi thing, you think that Craig was thrilled about that? Most definitely not. But Bill spent months saying, this is why we have to do this. And he's being proven right. He's being proven. And, and your point about the defenseman is a great one. Um, Carson Soucy and, and Cole, who Bill Guerin traded for early last season, were a really good third pairing, like impressive. And and I thought Cole was great because he had won Cups in Pittsburgh. Bill Guerin knew, knew him well. He definitely brought stability to a team that was in need of that. Both of them are gone now. Kulikov comes in. Merrill. Ben is playing now. I, and that's not a fluke. Like, like if, if one of the three was playing well and two of them were like, oh, they're not good, then you'd be like, okay, they got fortunate on one of them. But all three have done what they should do. And all three have exceeded what I thought. And Ben didn't play. I, I think oh. he had played, played one game until like the last three games. And now and now he is playing um, on a regular basis. Tonight he played 13.55. And so, yeah, th this isn't, again, it doesn't feel like it's, it's luck. And it doesn't feel like it's a fluke. It feels like these guys know exactly what they're doing and and this is why this is why in some cases on this show Mackie and Judd certainly on uh, Purple Daily as well we sit there and criticize because some things don't make sense and, but then there's certain instances Dex 
where where you look at what a team does and you say, I wonder about that. And then you're like, oh, hold on a second. I get that. And that's what that's what this front office is doing right now. Um, I will give you what I what I consider in these last two games. Perfect example of something we questioned, and I'll back off now. Capo. Capo Kakin, and we both talked about this. Don't, mm-hmm. don't you want to play him a little bit more? It seems odd you're not playing him more. Mm-hmm. I, in no way, shape, or form, thought that, that he would start against the Yotes and then against the Devils, and he did. Um, he played well, 24 saves on uh, 26 shots. But, like, that's that's doing things at a level where I appreciate it. Because as soon as we say, shouldn't you be playing him more? They're like, damn right, back-to-back, um, which tests him, which is, a really, which is a really smart thing for them to get a good read on where Capo is. And, and that's why I think when we question, like, the Twins or Rick Spielman and fans are like, they know a lot more. It's like, do they always? In this case, I'm going to give Bill Guerin full credit and Dean. They, they are doing things at a level where I am happy to say – Okay, see what you're doing now. I'll back off. Like this is this is the this is what's coming together to see what the stew is like when it's really well made, not sort of hodgepodge. And fans and fans are like, back off. You don't know enough about the sport. And this this is a great example of one where I will back off because the results are there and the strategy and schematics make sense. Yeah, nothing really seems fluky about what they're doing. You know, um, when Kirill wasn't scoring a lot of goals, when Kevin Fiala, uh, who, by the way, just is continues to get snake bit. Dude hit a pipe tonight, um, had multiple shots on he's goal. Press, he's pressing he's so bad. He's trying right so now. hard. He's trying so hard. Um, but and, yeah, five shots on goal tonight. Yeah, he's Again. trying incredibly hard. I don't yep. know what the hell he has to do because uh, everyone else seems to be scoring. But, I mean, he's got to settle himself down a little bit, too, because I, I feel like he's pressing so hard mm-hmm. that it's, it's causing problems. And maybe it is. Maybe that is. Um, but I, I'm i curious just that, that that seems – Fiala seems to be the only thing that I'm waiting to get going on this team. That you know, That and the power play. Right. That and the power play. Mm-hmm. This team's been elite five on five. Um, so that that also has been good, too. And, yeah, I'm glad they went to Capo Cockin tonight. You know, there was every reason to go to Talbot. Talbot. Uh, because they would like to do that. They haven't started Capo in back-to-back games, uh, consecutive games this season, I believe. So this was the first time they did that. And now um, they have Toronto coming in on Saturday. I'm seeing a ton of our comments right now on our YouTube page, by the way. Thank you for watching. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you for getting us over to 10,000 subs. Appreciate you guys. Oh, you are the greatest. Thank you. Um, Correct. I'm seeing I'm seeing comments that say I'm, I'm seeing a Stanley Cup preview this Saturday at the Exo Energy Center, Toronto and Minnesota. Um, Toronto looks great. You know, t- Toronto also has a history, a lot like Minnesota sports, especially recently, of being great regular season teams that get bounced in the playoffs and just wilt when when the pressure gets tough. That's going to be a hell of a fight on Saturday at the X. Uh, that's going to be a great game. That's going to be an awesome test. You you took care of two teams you should take care of in Arizona and New Jersey. You get now Toronto here at home, and that's going to be a, a, a big-time game. I'm excited to see what happens there. But in general, just nothing seems fluky. And there, you know, I could maybe do a little dig deeper diving, you know, later this weekend or after this game just about, well, what isn't sustainable right now? Because there's clearly everything's working. So where is the 
wall that eventually this team is going to hit. I sure. look at the schedule, you know, and I don't see it that much because I just think the Wild are playing so well right now. Not a lot of teams scare me. Toronto's a good team. So, like, that is legitimately like, oh, that's going to be a good game. Like, that's that just is, a good test, though. But that's going to be a good test. Yeah, it's a good game. Absolutely. It's not a, not a superior opponent to Minnesota by any means. So there's clearly probably some things that are happening here that are maybe – a little overachieving and, and regression could happen. But the power play should come back. Right. Fiala should score. That That's the yeah. thing about this discussion is, is I get your point and you're probably right. But like, if you go with, with, well, Hartman cannot score at this pace, I would say you're right, but Fiala is going to score. Um, the power play has been dreadful again tonight. I believe it was Oh, four five. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Or no, I'm sorry. Oh, for four, but still. So like, for everything that you can give me, I, I suppose the one thing that we need to wait and see because it hasn't been bad, but it hasn't been probably good, goaltending across the board. Like, I guess that that's the one thing. Yep. But, you know, Dex, I'll come back to it. I think the most important starting point of any discussion involving this team, and I'm not going to say that they won't have a slump, but this one thing is slump-proof. It's the work ethic they start with. Because that's the one thing. If that were to subside, that's a problem. But I don't see it, do you? No. Like, like they, they've got enough muckers and grinders. And, and I mean, when's the last time you remember this team being even this close? And it started, it started last season, but now um, to being this deep. Like, to having four lines where you're like, oh, they can all skate? Right. Oh, there's not, you know... Four guys that are Clydesdale horses out there. They can't move. Um, like every you know, every one of these guys who plays, I think, including Rask right now, deserves to play. I'm not chomping at the bit to scratch guys. I've spent the last twenty years chomping at the bit <laughs> to scratch guys. Um, but it's I really believe it starts with the the work ethic that they enter games with, and the fact that. If you try and get a free ride, it feels like there is going to be pushback, not from one guy now, but from really an entire locker room. Yeah, the, the, there clearly seems to be a buy-in um, from top to bottom with this with this team. And depth-wise, you know, it's it has been good. You know, I remember that first year at Boudreaux, the depth there was really, really solid. Um, when they, I believe, won, got 100 points, and you know, that was the Jake Allen series, where they got bounced in five against the Blues. That team looked really good and was dominant throughout the entire regular season. And maybe it's just recency bias, but this team feels even way more different than that one did. And that that team never really hit a wall necessarily. That team didn't get off to a slow start, if memory serves me right. They were basically very consistently good for the entire regular season. But, of course, and you know, Eric Stahl scored 40 goals, and that was fine. Nino and Zucker and Coyle all had career years. But they were they still lacked that superstar, right? That's why they traded for Martin Hansel, because they still felt like there was there was missing there was a missing piece there that they couldn't quantify and they thought Martin Hansel was that missing piece. Yeah. And yes, and, right. and, and and this team doesn't seem like at least yet, I can change here in the next two months when the deadline hits, but it doesn't seem like this team is missing a big piece. There isn't because, something that's missing. Because the one thing that that, that, that team didn't have, it was mentally weak. Um I think one of the most, and the problem is most people didn't want to face it at the time. Jake Allen, that series, okay? You lost that series because you never went to the net. 
you were shooting from everywhere on the perimeter. You were trying to, and, and, and it look, the playoffs changed things. I mean, we talked about this going into the golden Knights series last spring time and space disappears. That's where it's the ultimate challenge of, are you mentally tough? Now, if this team, if this team proves not to be mentally tough, I'll be extremely disappointed because I perceive a lot of players on this team to be mentally tough. Um, that Blues series across the board, you knew in February they were mentally weak. That as soon as something went wrong, it was going to be like, what am I supposed to do? Why am I not just playing more? And that's the quantif- that that's the unquantifiable thing, the intangible that this team has that that team completely lacked. You know, I mean, that's why I was never big, and and we can debate this to the cows come home. Koivu is captain. Captain, who cares who's captain? Well, I personally do. And when things didn't go, go well, he would just get pissed off. Well, that's not the way to do it. You got to be passionate. Um, you pull that stuff now, you're going to get guys who are passionate. But I guarantee you, if you transplanted this team into that series against that goaltender, they'd be in front of the net, bothering him consistently, bothering the blues and and if Jake Allen gets bothered he's going to start to fall apart and they didn't do that so that yeah. but that but that's the that's the unquantifiable things that are outside of the realm of of statistics analytics those type of things and that's why I'm much higher on this group and that's mm-hmm. why and look flat out you know as well as I do Ryan Suter got bought out not cuz he can't play they wanted any semblance of that out of that room. Yep. That's why. And, and it's going to hurt them eventually. But the important thing was the person that runs the team said, I don't care. I need this right now. Yeah, if, if they played that Blues team, and not Jake Allen currently because Jake Allen is a mess, but if they played that current Jake Allen Blues team from 2017 to be a point blank, they'd kick their ass with this current Wild team. They, yeah. they would. That would be a five-game series for Minnesota. That wouldn't be the five-game series Correct. for St. Louis. Correct. Um, and just looking at the place. You know the, the the state of the NHL right now in the West currently. Uh, you know Colorado has gotten off to a slow start, but I believe they won this evening. St. Louis lost uh, this evening. It just there's no one in the West that frightens me. Like the the, the Wilder. This is crazy to say, and so much can still happen through the quarter pull of this season. But the Wilder in the driver's seat to legitimately have a good chance of having home ice advantage in the Western Conference. I'm really intrigued by the Oilers because of yep. McDavid and Drysidle. Um but yeah, I'm not scared of I I mean if I'm if I'm them, I'm not scared of teams. No. Not at all. If I, I'm I, the Wild, no way. There's there's no team I'm really that that scared of. Um and and to the point of not having to make a move because you need to make a move. Um you know, Rossi and Boldy are tearing it up. Your reinforcements could be kids. You know, last year they said they didn't want to throw Boldy in there because they didn't want to make it uncomfortable and they didn't want to put him in a situation where, you know, he wasn't ready or they were reaching. Um, I think it'd be, it would make a lot more sense to not give up future assets and play those kids if they're indeed ready to, if they are indeed ready to play. Um, that's how good this team is. Like, that's, that's legitimately a, a testament. To, to how good this team is. They don't need to muck up that room or give up a bunch of assets to make you deeper and better. Uh, you know, Emily Kaplan, I believe, on the point on ESPN today said the goalie trademark is going to get hot. You know, Malcolm Subban got dealt today, but that, that's peanuts. That that really doesn't do a whole lot. And, and I know, hey, credit to the Sabres, okay? The Sabres aren't a complete dumpster fire like they used to be. Right. Uh, 
but she thinks that the goalie trade market is going to be hot this year. And, and goalies on the trade market are always hot. It's bubble gum. It, it, everyone wants a piece of gum. Um, and, and someone's going to, obviously, there's going to be other goalies that get moved. We, you and I were talking at the game today. Edmonton probably is going to be that player that looks for a big-time goalie. Uh, if Chicago ends up bailing on Fleury with how terrible they've been, that actually does scare me. If Edmonton, just at least on paper, got Marc-Andre Fleury, like, oh, my God, look out. Right. Um, that would that would legitimately put some fear in me. But in general, you know, there there isn't something I've looked at at this team, again, recency bias, that says, like, the Wild need to go get a center. The Wild need a backup goalie. The Wild need another winger. They need to do this. It, I've, I've yet to see that from this team. They have yet to really scare me and, and, and make me think that they need a missing piece that they don't have right now. Yeah, and, and I, I think they're going to do a pretty job of evaluating that. The one thing I will tell you that I think might take place here, too, is the Wild's really well run right now, which is great. Um, I think there's going to be a sense of this. The reality is, unless Boldy and Rossi show up in 2022-23 and are just fantastic, um, the cap the cap implications of the Prezi and Suter buyouts, once they take place, are going to make life tougher. And this year provides a really interesting window to win now. So, so I don't think Bill Guerin's going to give up a ton of future assets to make a trade. I do think he might be more than willing to make a fairly significant deal to go for a cup, though. Um, and I don't know exactly how that would look. Like, I, I, I fully expect that Boldy and Rossi um, are untouchable. I don't know. And I know he doesn't like to trade draft picks. But I'm not going to be surprised if, if he makes at least one splash move if it's a if it's the right player too, because but that's the one where I think Garen has a pretty good. I think he's got his finger on, on the pulse of players. So like I don't think he's going to get a malcontent. Uh, he he's worked far too hard not to. Um, I I want to wrap this up with uh, a couple more things and then talk to you about the Maple Leafs game on Saturday because that's going to be great. But before I get to that, I want to talk about my friends Declan Goff at Livia Weight Control Centers. And if you could give me uh, some breaking news humming since we... Went and weighed in at Olivia in Minnetonka today. Declan Goff, I lost two and a half more pounds over Thanksgiving week. I am down 28.3 pounds now. Wow. I am down 28.3 pounds, so I am down 211-ish. Down from around 240 um, and I want you to join me now on this weight loss journey. Do it now. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. And and as they say, give yourself the health, um, give yourself the gift of good health. Save fifty percent off the program today. Your first visit is free. Mm. Call eight five five go Livia or visit Livia.com. That's L I V E A dot com. Eight five five go L I V E A. Tell them Judd and Score North told you to check them out. They are friendly, easy to work with. The program has been extremely effective. Top line center, a top and line exactly center. Exactly right, right, exactly. And look at me. I look like I could play hockey. You now. know what? You know, I, I've seen comments that are saying, well, how about Marc-Andre Fleury as a backup goalie? I think Judd Zolgad could just step in Zolgad. there. You Judd, Judd Zolgad, Zolgad in. Goaltender stick. Goaltender right. stick. Okay, so through 23 games, Declan Goff, the Wild is now 16-6-1. 33 points, as I said, atop the Western Conference and um, and atop the Central Division by six points over the Blues. They are 9-2-1-0 at home. 9-2-1-0. Wow. 
And um, the goal differential, which I recall a couple of weeks ago when they were still winning all of those close games, was fairly close to zero. Yeah. Is now plus 20. Wow. Um, I'm with you and, and the commenters. Saturday is going to be great fun. The Leafs got off to an absolutely dreadful start and since then have been on fire in 24 games, 17-6-1, 35 points. They're tied atop the Atlantic Division with the Florida Panthers. They are a plus 22, uh, 7-3-0 on the road. I think this is going to be a fun game. I think oh, it's yeah. going to be a good test. And and I think we also now, because, look, it's not the playoffs. It's not even close. But I think that these games, as a sports fan, now are great fun because you want this test. Yep. It feels like in the past it would be be like, well, the Wild's going to play a really good team. I don't know they're going to win. I can't say that now for sure. And I think that this test is going to be – I. If this year proceeds at the pace it's going, it feels like there's going to be specific benchmarks, like yep. potential. This this is going to be sort of a benchmark and a box to check off and say, impressive, not impressive, or or at least it feels like you accomplished something. Absolutely, you know, it, to your point about um, about happy to be here and not wanting to face certain teams. That's that's kind of how it felt going into the Vegas and Colorado situation in the playoffs. Well, we don't want to play Colorado. We just don't want to play them. Right. Don't exactly. want to play them. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. And yeah. then with Vegas, it was like, <laughs> oh, well, we played them really well, so we have a chance. But it was also still like, well, also Vegas is still better than us. Like that, that is clear. Right. No matter what you saw in the regular season, it was very clear that the Vegas Golden Knights were a better team than the Wild were, i.e. they were on the doorstep of going to the Stanley Cup last year. Um, but Toronto... Um, you can make a case has has been just in general the best team in the NHL this year. I really can make the case they've been balanced. They have good goaltending. They're scoring goals. They're finishing. Um, Austin Matthews has been phenomenal. John Tavares is one of the best players in the NHL. They have everything working for him. Yulander. Yeah, you can go down the list, man. And and Warner. I know Toronto has a hist just like we said earlier. Toronto has history. They have a little bit of Minnesota sports in them, uh, to where at least Minnesota sports syndrome, I should say. Because uh, Toronto is Maple Leafs are, are one of the most storied NHL and maybe sports franchises of all time, so I don't want to compare all of Minnesota sports in that regard. But they have a history of choking in the playoffs. They have a history of melting. They blew a three-one lead last year, for God's sakes, to Montreal, I believe, right in the in the first round of the playoffs. So, yeah. so th- this test on Saturday is it. This is this is a big one, and you know if you lose close, all right. If you get blown, I think the only thing that would set me off is if you just got completely blown out and beat up. You know, when they lost the Florida game, that game looked closer in the final. I believe that was a five-four final, but Florida dominated that game. Florida, like that was you and I were texting during that game and said, oh, "Look how fast and strong Florida looks right now." Yes. Um, you could make, and I know I said Toronto's one of the best teams. Florida might be the best team in the NHL right now, at least on paper, right? right. They, 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 you could make a case they are the best team. Uh, but Toronto is a good team. I, I, I would love for them to kick the crap out of Toronto like they've been doing in these opponents. I just think that's probably not a fair expectation. But a, a win over the Maple Leafs is a statement for this season. It and, is. And I expect them to win. So, so like, that's the weird thing because you're, you're right. Ordinarily, it's like, oh, the Avs, oh, that's a big test. Don't know about that one. Don't expect right. them to win. I expect the Wild at home to win. Um, and, and look, this could be, and is, is to date. And I think it will continue to be a fun ride. Like this is the type of ride that we want. This is the type of, because you're competitive, you're good. 
You work hard. You've got talent. Kaprizov is a, a, a incredibly special player. The this is the te- these are the type of tests. This is why the old wild annoyed me to no end. Because like I've seen this before, um, and it's great fun to watch. And and it's it's where we should expect to be as a sports town at times. And far too often, it's the as Bruce you. Used to say it's the woe is woe us, is woe is me. My life isn't right. It's oh, not fair. So yeah, enjoy this. Um, I also will say this: we we do not have a deal with with the team, but um, I will say this for fans, and I understand the X is an expensive place to go. Okay, so I am not saying that you should feel like you have to, uh, but this is a very unique opportunity. Because I think coming out of the pandemic and and to your point from the top of the show decks, you know, I, I think companies or people gave up season tickets um, for a variety, a variety of reasons. The that building, though, right now has pockets of seats available. Uh, I'm guessing that they're all gone for the Leafs game. But like if you get out your schedule and look up the Oilers game. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, Connor McDavid, uh, Dreisaitl, um, and that group against Kaprizov is going to be worth being at. Like, like this is the one sport where I would say um, being in the, being in the uh, rink, being in the X is so much better. So I'm just saying right now, if you look at games possibly like that, because those games are going to be really good tests and they're going to be great fun. Um, and if you do, if you go, get there for warm-ups and watch Kaprizov. Yep. Nobody edges like he does. He is a figure skater on hockey skates. Um, <laughs> but but I, I think we're going to, if this team has the type of run that they should, that building's probably going to be packed again next year. This is a prime time where if if like you can afford to or want to go to a game or two, this is a season to go because this is fun to watch. And I would not tell you that unless I was being completely genuine. Oh, yeah. You, you have no problem saying don't watch this crap. That is. Uh, yeah. And they've a, provided a, a ton of crap and there's a lot of bad games. But yeah. And, and I'm not telling you to pick a Coyotes game, which, which is fine. But I'm just saying if you pick an Oilers game. Those games are going to be special, and it's been a long time since we've had special matchups here because you need a special player, and Kaprizov's that player. Just to show how close these two teams are, um, looking at the analytics from my guy Jay Fresh Hockey, who does a great job. If you want want to understand and get hockey analytics, again, shameless plug to Jay Fresh Hockey. He does a nice. great job explaining them. Um, and he does these great things called team cards. He combines your natural statistics like goals and goals allowed and goaltending and power play percentage. And he also takes in things like goals for percentage and, and a bunch of other traditional analytics. And he takes it all that, all that in a stew and gives them a ranking from one through 31 in the NHL right now. The wild are currently the fifth best team in the NHL. They're the fifth best team, everything all encompassing Toronto is fourth. Okay. Toronto is fourth. Who's so first, second, third, uh, I believe Florida. I believe Florida. I don't have the okay. top rankings one through five, but um, that's awesome. But but, but basically, you're going to see two top five teams in the NHL on Saturday, um, and it's going to be incredibly impressive. Florida is uh, second right now, and I'm going to assume the Oilers are indeed number one. The Oilers are number one. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Okay, Dex, take it away. Uh, plug it. Plug what you must, uh, and we're done. As a well, I, last comment here from Livingston Gold. Who knew Joe was a cheerleader for the Wild? I, I'm just was, telling you right now. Yeah. 
I, I feel like I deal in truths, and and the truth in this town, sports wise, is far too often depressing. Yeah. Um, I love the sport. It's the best sport in person. Like it's not close. And and if you can get if you can if you got like a kid who loves who loves the sport, I'm telling you right now, McDavid, Drysital, Kaprizov, uh, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you everyone for watching. If uh, you like daily Minnesota sports entertainment, hit that subscribe button right here on our YouTube channel. We pump out content on Mackie and Judd with Phil Mackie, Judd Zolget. I'm Declan Goff. Uh, we also have Write That Down on Wednesday. Judd and I like to do recaps after Judd's hockey show uh, right here on this feed to talk Minnesota Wild. So if you're in need of Minnesota sports entertainment, hit that subscribe button. We're obviously on Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, and the Scorenorth mobile app is a great hub. Uh, for everything we do, audio content, Judd's written work, Judd Zolgad's Roundup, which I love to find every Zolgad's single week. Roundup, yep. Scoops. Want some good scoops, you can find it there. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll probably be back again maybe this weekend again to obviously recap that Toronto epic game Jacks, Toronto in St. Paul. Clear that Saturday night calendar. I am. And uh, I like to say a pass should score, and you know what? I'm making this a new tradition. After wins, we like to have Bill Guerin, our friend of the show, take us. Listen, you guys know what this is all about, right? Right? What's it all about? Spurgy? Hard work and having fun. That. This is about winning. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.